Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. Now Matt Stahl. And today we are covering, actually, I don't think we've had a case out of Hawaii yet, except maybe that time we covered that surfer that was eaten, eaten by a shark. Been so many episodes, I don't even know if that was even. I believe that if that's something we've talked about, but I really have no idea. I don't know. I just made that up. I don't know if it sounds like I have I have something in my mouth or not. Does it? Uh, I have a, a cough drop in my mouth because I'm still coughing. I've been having a cough for like few, a few weeks, but I was having these uh, Hall soothers, which were are basically just like candy, and that's how I was. Eat. Apparently, they don't do anything to cough; they just soothe your throat. Which I just thought they didn't work, and I was having them anyway. <laughs> So I, apparently I got the cough suppressant ones now and it's actually working. The point of it is, I guess, if you have been coughing and... Yeah, something like that, but I was just picking the one that tasted the best, so that was a mistake. <laughs> it was probably all those Red Bulls you had last week. Oh, I, I'm having trouble giving them away. I'm down to one, actually, I think. That's not bad. I gave it, given away two. I still have all four, so <laughs> my fridge is going to explode in a week, probably, when they sit in there. Next lawsuit. So yeah, this Hawaii thing, well, not Hawaii thing, this happened in Hawaii, and I guess the, the end result was there was a motion for summary judgment granted, and it's specific to Hawaii, obviously, but we'll talk about the general kind of things for employers to look out for in this. But let me let me get to the facts. So this was a, a Hertz rent-a-car, and there was a customer that showed up. I'm not sure what the capacity was of their interaction with the business, but basically what happened was this person left and one of the employees for Hertz, I guess, knew who this person was and went on their Facebook page and started writing stuff about them that wasn't, I'm not going to say what it was, but it wasn't, well, I'm not going to say what it was partially because I don't know what some of this <laughs> stuff means, Yeah, <laughs> partially because it's not appropriate for this podcast. But anyway, so they wrote these comments on there, which apparently the customer was not happy with. A customer went and then complained to Hertz Rent-A-Car. I, I guess they fired this employee and I think a couple other employees as well. And the customer then turned around and sued Hertz for negligent supervision, negligent retention, and negligent training because this employee apparently wrote, oh, not apparently, this employee wrote these things on this customer's Facebook page while they were an employee where they were working for Hertz. You know, and we'll get to the reasons why the result ended up being what it was, but long story short, there was a motion for summary judgment that Hertz filed and it was granted, meaning that the case was then dismissed. And I mean, in the easiest terms, so we can put it for this this purposes. Yeah, you mentioned the actual post. I mean, I've read this maybe at least two times now, and I still don't understand what exactly they were saying. Somehow there was some defamatory statements in there. And what's interesting, in order for a statement to be defamatory, it needs to be understood to somehow be damaging or defaming in itself, right? So apparently someone understood it to be defamatory. I would have read it. I'd be like, I have no idea what's going on. Mostly because it's just, I don't know, I guess it's just not even English or <laughs> slang or something. And it's Hawaiian, I think is the language. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, in fact, I was going to try to ask what this means, but I have no idea if this word is a word or not, but F-A-K-A. I think it's like fake. Like faker? Like faker? Yeah. Okay. Faker. Yeah. Run the faker over? Like, that's basically how it is. <laughs> I, I think basically, if I had to guess, it is this person saying this person's fake. They they act like they have money and they don't. I think that's what I'm getting. I think you're right because there, there is a, 
it's too bad his CC declines all the time. And I think that may be the basis for the defamatory comment. Yeah. Well, that and I guess there's one part here. I mean, he he insinuates that he's going to hit him with his car. So that (laughs) probably wasn't great either. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, this employee that obviously does something really dumb. I mean, it doesn't seem to be the best employee anyway, but just to judge here a little bit based upon the writing. And so why doesn't this Hertz customer just sue the employee? Well, I think that's obvious. I'm assuming the employee probably doesn't have any money. So you... Which is ironic because that's that's what she's... A, or he or she is a she, right? The plaintiff's Maurice. So I would assume that's a guy. They did sue the employees though, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like it is Hertz and its employees and it lists one, two, three, four, five. So I guess my question is why do they include Hertz? And of course, Matt answers the question is that, you know, if you're going to have a go through a lawsuit, some clients want to sue on principle, which of course is the most expensive. But if you're going to sue, you're going to want to be able to recover and being able to recover a judgment against an assuming low-level employee is going to be difficult. It doesn't matter how big or small the, the judgment is, it's just going to be more difficult. And if you're going to be able to get Hertz Corporation on the hook, which is of course a large business, then it's going to be easier. And, and just the takeaway from that, from business owners, is that you are going to be a target as you grow. It's just the natural course of things. And a lot of a lot of businesses, when they do grow rapidly, end up going through these growing pains because all of a sudden they have a target on their back and they have to deal with legal issues that they never would have had to deal with before, everything from the employees or vendors or customers or what have you. And you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real struggle for, for rapid growing companies. I'll, I'll point out one thing too, is you know, we're specifically talking about the claims against Hertz. Yeah. So all I have here is this order granting motion for summary judgment. So there might've been other, and the claims that got dismissed were three different forms of negligent claims against Hertz. So if there was some sort of defamation claim or something like that, that it might've yeah. been as well, but that would be against the individuals and not the company. And that might be continuing. So Hertz is out of the lawsuit, but right. we may have talked before about employers being responsible for employees, right? And that's the general nature is that if your employees are working within the scope of their employment, you're responsible and you're generally liable for what they do. That's why a lot of times you want your employees to be classified as an independent contractor correctly because generally an independent contractor relationship as the person that's paying them to provide that service is not generally responsible. Usually it's the independent contractor that's responsible for for their actions. Now, to add a caveat to that, the employer is responsible for the employee's actions within their scope for things that are not negligent, or I'm sorry, not intentional acts. So if obviously if your employee commits a crime, theft, murder, or whatever, you can't imagine the employer would be responsible for that, and they're not. But of course, if the employer orders them to steal something or kill somebody, then that's a different issue, of course. But here we're talking about someone that went on their Facebook page and put up a Facebook post that may have been defamatory or harassing or or what have you. Mm -hmm. What's the legal theory and how can the employer be responsible there? I think what would help in answering that question is this, just to run through kind of the timeline real quick. So the employee posted on this person's Facebook wall. The person came, the customer came in the next day, made the company aware of this. At that point, they immediately terminated or these other employees all resigned. The company itself did not know that this person, this employee had posted these things on the customer's Facebook wall. And, you know, what it kind of boils down to is the duty of care and whether they, you know, should have known that this person posted something on there and and whether they were negligent and 
you know, supervising them or training them in doing so. So that's really what it comes down to. And the reason I wanted to tell those facts is I think that plays an important piece in here because how Hertz handled this, I think, is about as as well as you as you can handle it. Yeah, and the whole negligent supervision and negli- it's really a it's almost a throwaway. I mean, in the sense that it's very hard to really prove that. And the plaintiffs in this action were very clever. They basically held their they hung their hat, so to speak on the fact that this employee had had a previous post that was, I don't know how you describe it, not proper. And so they argue, well, that should have given notice to the employer that this employee is susceptible to, to that kind of action. And so therefore they needed to correct it and they didn't do that. But what was that previous post? It was something weird, like they were making fun of someone running into a, 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 a tree, tree yeah. which is funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just to be, just to be fair, like if, if, if someone runs into a tree and you, you know, you, you may want to put that on your Facebook status. So that may be understandable, but how that leads to this other post and how it's foreseeable that this other post is going to, you know, have defamatory comments in there or harassing comments. It's, it's a little bit of a leap, right? I mean, I don't think that's foreseeable. I think the only thing you can say about that from the company's perspective is, you know, if you're going to run into a tree that, that probably hurts. <laughs> <laughs> just to explain everyone it's it's hurt it's the name of the company's hurts and i've said it a bunch of times when you run into something it hurts so but yeah i mean are as the employer are you supposed to are you gonna have to monitor every single thing that every one of your employees posts on all of their social media or onto the internet i mean that's not possible you know maybe they would are the plaintiff would argue well you know, they shouldn't be able to access the internet or social media during work, but they could have easily just have done it on on a break or something, I, I suppose. Or yeah, and maybe that changes the facts, but or changes the result. But the correlation is not that great between what the what they'd done previously in this. No, not at all. And the person that this post was about, they also argued the plaintiffs. They also argued that the CEO of Hertz had at one time in some letter, I don't know if it was a public letter or what, basically said that they're going to try and train their employees to adhere to their policies or something to that effect. I don't, I don't remember. But as mundane as that is, they reference that as, okay, see, they, they had a duty to train and they failed that duty. They didn't train them well enough to know what to post. And, and again, you can see how like, I mean, can you imagine that a, a simple statement like that is used against you and now all of a sudden you're responsible for your employee's personal Facebook page of them making fun of some one of your customers. I mean, don't get me wrong, that that employee should be reprimanded. But whether the employer should be responsible for that, I mean, you gotta draw the line somewhere and and right. and so obviously that we're I'm suggesting this is the right decision, but Yeah, I just I, I don't see how you could find that it was negligent training. And they even had a they had a handbook too that essentially yeah the hertz had a handbook that addressed safeguarding customer information and the uh, the court also again rightfully pointed out that an employer is not strictly liable strictly liable meaning like a speeding ticket strictly liable it doesn't matter if you have if you didn't mean to go past a speed limit if you're speeding you're liable same with this case just because the employee did it doesn't mean you're automatically liable for anything yeah and they they reference that what i said a little bit ago in that you know there's there's no way they can oversee every single thing or every single time an employee steps out of line on something. So that's that's what it boils down to. I mean, go back to what I said before about, or when we discussed the facts of this, I, they handled it about as well as I think they that you can in this situation. Absolutely. I mean, it's a big company. They th- That handbook thing is actually a, a good to note because 
having those policies, it's strange because it's made fun of a lot in pop culture. You have all these rules in the handbook and HR and kind of HR pretty gets a pretty bad name, but there's a rhyme and reason for all these different laws and also all these rules and regulations that are actually put into writing in the handbook. And though lawyers would prefer that these rules are followed in the handbook, but it's also more important that they're also put in writing because then you can reference it. And in fact, you know, we were going to talk about in California, they're having new requirements in April, right, for anti-harassment policies. In April, you have anti-harassment policies that are required now to be put into handbooks in California, right? Yeah, well, let's let's just jump into that right now. And sort of starting April 1st of this year, so a couple weeks after this episode will come out, employers in California with five employees or more have to put this anti-harassment, anti-discrimination policy in place in writing to its employees. And you know the kind of the details of this, like I, the first thing has to be in writing. It has to list out all the protected classes under California law that would be protected. So obviously, you know, race, religion, nationality, sex, gender, age, yep. or sexual orientation, all those. There's different ways they can deliver the policy. But you, you mentioned the handbook. I mean, that would be one way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably the easiest because most employers with five or more have or they should have a, a handbook already. And, you know, one thing I picked up on that was pretty interesting, and and I don't know if all employers will notice this, is this policy has to be written out and and given to people in English. But any additional language that is spoken by at least 10% of the workforce, it has to be in that language as well, which, you know, I mean, especially in California, you know, obviously it's a very diverse state, Southern California. You know, I'm here in San Diego. There's quite a few people here that speak Spanish. So I would think it's something you might not think about necessarily, if, especially if while they're working, a lot of the employees speak English, um, but maybe there's 10% that don't. Yeah. And that actually works well with some other statutes in California, where if you negotiate a contract within certain languages, including Spanish, among many other popular languages in California, other than English, that the contracts actually have to be translated in, in those types of, uh, in those languages as well, if they're negotiated that way. So, and, and it also does say primarily spoken. So just because they, you know, your 10% of your workforce <laughs> knows a second language may not necessarily mean that that's the case, but if you're kind of in that, in uh, susceptible to that kind of issue, it's something you need to focus on. Yeah, I would think it would mean if they if they can't understand it in English and can only understand another language, I, I would think that'd be the case. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, in addition to that, I mean there's there's a whole list of items that, you know, need to be included in this. You know, things about they can't management can't retaliate. This applies to independent contractors, applies to interns yep. that they have to give it to. I think the big thing with this is, you know, for for maybe smaller employers or smaller businesses that might not have put this in writing in the past. I mean, obviously they have to do it now. I mean, that's, that's the big thing. And I think that for the, obviously with these bigger companies with a handbook, this, I would hope, or at least think that a lot of the handbooks already have this, these policies in place. Yeah, I I would hope so. And again, a lot of HR companies or third party sources will be able to have updated handbooks for your state, whether it's law firms or others, and very accessible nowadays. There's really no excuse anymore. Right. All righty. Hawaii. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No, I have not. Either have I. That's strange that you would think. It seems close to here, but it's, I think it's it's still still like four or five hours, right? Yeah. Pretty good length flight from 
about as close as you can yeah. get. So <laughs> probably LA is a little bit closer, but very good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep us on. Keep us smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.